Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Should we do it? Let's do it. Let's go. JB looking business casual on this Sunday evening. As always, I'm about to frisbee some business cards your way. Hell yeah, in a gingham shirt, <laughs> two buttons undone, just taking his jacket off. We're ready to do the podcast. Uh, let's get into it. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod! pod. The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. After another top weekend of international rugby and the return of the Premiership, thank goodness. Although one day the LV Cup will return. And I uh, hope so. That will be a great day. <laughs> well, do you know what? The next LV Cup might be a great day because I reckon that's probably when you'll see the first ever start for Sam Burgess. Oh, Proposition <gasps> B. Proposition B. Sorry, we're not on to talk oh. about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't talk about it until it happens. Yeah. The, the media are doing plenty of that. Uh, right, we're here. To, we don't take ourselves or the game too seriously, but we, much like you, because you're listening to this, we love rugby. I'm Tim. Phil is here. Hi, Tim. And JB is here as well. Hello, Tim. Why, but, are, why are you looking quite so smart? Went to Christening. So okay. that was it. Good. Now, can I talk about a phone call that I had this week? <laughs> uh, is this rugby related? <laughs> kind of. I think it needs, to be, it needs to be addressed. Yeah, so I got a phone call on Thursday, Phil, and a, a phone call from someone who never, ever phones and also never picks up his phone. So I look at my phone and, oh, it's Tim Cocker. So, oh, wow, I'll definitely take this. You know, uh, as, as, as in with the client, walked out, hi, Tim. Uh, and Tim goes, JB, you know I'm doing this new rugby programme, right? I'm like, yeah. Well, the guest hasn't showed up. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, you know, looking for another guest. Yeah. So I just wanted to phone you to ask you what questions I could ask Blake. <laughs> Why? I didn't book the guests. <laughs> you didn't. Wind you yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's get to the bottom of this. You didn't book the man who used to be on our podcast who no one else knows who plays r- r- rugby league. Okay. <laughs> so th- there's a guy... There's a, there's a guy who did the first few episodes of the podcast back in the early days. And if you've been listening since then, thank you very much and well done. It's good to still have you on board. Uh, but yeah, I used him for a different rugby programme. I didn't book him. Someone on the that phone. That is an go- incredible coincidence. No, it is. I heard someone on the phone going, OK, Blake, OK, yeah, sure. And uh, and I went, is that Blake Mahovic? And they went, yeah, how'd you know him? Oh, I just I used to do the podcast with me. So anyway... Uh, yeah, sorry, Jay. There you go. Wow. I, didn't, I didn't use you as a guest for another rugby program, a far inferior rugby program. Might indeed, I add. indeed. <laughs> uh, where should we start? I know. Let's start with Scotland. Well, who, be, a be, couple of weeks ago, Jay completely wrote off. What were <clears> you going to say, Phil? I was going to say, if we're going to have another apology for Scotland, can we have one from you first, Tim? Because in your in your introduction, you overlooked the LV Cup action that happened this weekend. Yes, you did. What? Because the Welsh, Welsh the, the Welsh teams played each other. Cardiff Blues plays, played Scarlets and beat them nineteen thirteen. Oh wow! And Ospreys lost thirty five fifty one to the Dragons. I'm terribly sorry to the organisers of the Premier Cup competition in rugby, the LV Cup. Completely didn't realise that. Yeah, well, okay. Stand corrected. Thank, na, thanks, na, thanks na, Tim. Back to JB's apology to Scotland, who a couple of weeks ago he completely well, wrote off lose, as right? a rugby nation. They lost. I honestly thought rugby was dead in that country. <laughs> but it's it's cold dead hand is slowly creaking out the coffin. Ah, it's alive coming, and ki- live and coming kicking. back to life. Well, maybe who knows? Blood is coursing through its veins. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the, the rugby corpse, which is Scotland, has, has been uh, snorting cocaine, and <laughs> it looked crazy on uh, on Saturday. I'm honestly amazed. I thought they were worse than Italy at the start of the year, uh, and now look at them. The, I think the biggest difference this week was Murrayfield actually had people in it. Yeah. It looked rocking. Great atmosphere in Murrayfield, right from the start, right from the, the hacker. Oh, yeah. let's hear that because it, the crowd, you're absolutely right. And the hacker for me is, other than the matches, it's my favourite thing about rugby. I remember as a kid 
just loving it. And I remember feeling, wow, what an intimidating, scary thing the hacker was. Yeah. I, I've made my views on the hacker very clear. I don't like it. I don't like the rules around it. You're not allowed <laughs> to go within 10 metres of it anymore or you get fined by the IRB. You're not allowed to respond to it or they'll have a tantrum and do it in the, in the change room. I just don't want, want them to do it. Well, here Murrayfield during the hacker and the All Blacks decided to do the, I think it's called Kappa Opanga or Kappa Oranga. What, what uh, yeah. What, one of the two. Anyway, it's the one where they, where they do the little slit throat thing and at the end. This is the one, right? That Scott Johnson described as what he said, it was unacceptable and threatening and should be banned in international <laughs> sport. Here is the Murrayfield crowd jeering it. it. Does sound like something from Three Hundred that bit? Yeah. Mm. I'd hate my voice to break now. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I mean, it's, to me, it's the ultimate curtain raiser to a rugby match. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, there's some great spectacles like when... Uh, who was it who was right, right in the New Zealand's face, the England hooker? Um, Richard Cockrell. Co- Co- was it Cockrell? Norm Hewitt Cockrell's and Richard Cockrell, yeah. Yeah, now that's really cool. I love that. Ireland did but it as well in, in like, the 90s. But now they'd, they'd ban you and give you a fine. It's ludicrous. More rules, more rules. When we watch the captains run... Oh, uh, yeah, they the, did a little secret hacker. The New Zealand captain's run that we kind of snuck into because we shouldn't really have been oh, there. The, the Chicago game mm. against yeah. the USA. Yeah. Um, the first thing they did at the captain's run, as soon as everyone was out on the pitch, they did a, a warm-up hacker. They did like a practice. They practiced everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which we, we, we weren't expecting it, but then we're like, they, of, course, they, yeah. of course, of yeah, course. They've yeah. got to practice it sometime. Exactly, exactly. I said, oh my God, they practice that. I just assume they're born and they know it. <laughs> yeah, Louis Spence doing the uh, cho- choreography. <laughs> yeah, do they sort of stop them and go, no, no, stick your tongue out just a bit more. Yeah, and they probably please. had it. Yeah, we're a professional setup, so we get the best people around the world. Dancing coach, Louis Spence. Yeah. Yeah. Sonny Bill, Sonny Bill. <laughs> more vava boom. <laughs> Len, Len Goodman and Craig Revel Hallward. Seven! <laughs> Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And well done, Scotland. It was good effort. Uh, they came up short. And what's, what's encouraging is that Scotland were disappointed at the end of that that they didn't capitalise and get a victory. Mm, yeah. They, but but it, it, right until the last 10, 15 minutes, they were right in the game. Vern, it was, it was, they were exchanging penalties and they were like four points, then one point, four points, then one point. And Vern it, Cotton is Vern Cotton. <laughs> Vern Cotter. God damn. Um, must be an outstanding coach. Hmm. Outstanding coach, but also the the baseline that they've got at Glasgow because they've got a lot of like young talented um, Glasgow players in that squad. The form in the base of it, I think it's the two things like the, the prominence of Glasgow in the uh, the Rabo or the, the Guinness Pro Twelve yeah. and Fern Cotter coming in and kind of changing the coach himself. Mm. It's all positive. It's really really good for Scotland. Radio One DJ and I think I think disappointment was probably the key word in terms of the home unions. I mean, let's just sort of say, you know, if we know we have a lot of listeners in Ireland, yeah, it was it was a sort of regulation victory against Georgia, who put up a fight for the first half, and then yeah, the floodgates opened. So um, I hope you'll understand Ireland that this isn't the week where we focus on Ireland. But I think disappointment was the key word because even though they got a win. Wales will just be frustrating. I watched that game, kind of I double screened the England match. I had that on one screen and the Wales match with no commentary on on a different screen. And it just just looked frustrating to be honest. The fact that there was a a Mexican wave started after 45 what, minutes. In the Wales game. In the Wales game. I think it says oh, everything. God. 45 minutes in. Weird though. I like how the Wel- the Welsh Ultimate Internationals are going. <laughs> now, why would I why would I say this? Because they will not be satisfied. The worst thing in the world for Wales is if they won all their games handily and then took the foot took the foot off the gas. I want them to be worried and I want them to be be frustrated. And come in Six Nations firing. That's how I want it. Possibly worried for England in the Six Nations because Scotland are playing well. Yeah. Ireland are playing well. Wales never do well in the Autumn Internationals and then do well in the Six Nations. France are playing well. The only team that's not playing well really are England. Uh, well, Italy put up a spirited effort to go down by two points. The to scrimmaging in that, in that game must have been phenomenal oh, to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. But yeah, we're going to have to talk about... Um, and in fact, I'll tell you what, before we get to England, we'll get to England in just a second, but you mentioned France playing well, and I love this, and I want to play it for you. This is... Renzo- did, did you see Teddy Thomas's try? Yes. Oh, wow, what a is try. This the, is this the, the, the Renter Squad game versus Club 1830? <laughs> 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 the terrible, terrible bit, a couple of tackles from a couple of Aussie players. 
But Teddy Thomas broke through two tackles, stepped one of the Aussie wingers, gassed him around the outside and scored a brilliant individual try. I just love the commentary in French. Oh yeah, you have to call it as you did last week, Phil. Teddy Thomas. Thomas. You wouldn't want to be sat in the couple of rows in front of that guy. No. You'd get gobbed all over. Uh, but brilliant commentary. I love that. Um, Didn't understand a word of it, but I got the that, vibe. That was like watching the Welsh commentary. And I've never said this before. I'll say it again. The Welsh commentary during the Lions tour when the Wales only had one player playing and it was like, it'd go Wilkinson, Henderson, uh, O'Driscoll. David Jones! Diane, David, Diane! Diane! <laughs> Wilkinson. David, David Jones then. David Jones, yeah. The, the, the guy from Zimbabwe. Yeah. <laughs> now, Teddy Thomas, he scored four tries in two tests, two starts. So very, very good start with ball in hand. If I was, If I was watching that from like, any of the other Six Nations teams' perspective, I'd be quite pleased at his try-scoring rate because under the high ball, positioning-wise, defensively, he's a bit of a passenger and a bit of a liability. Well, do, yeah. you know, do you know what they've done in NFL? I think there, there might be some scope here for rugby. They've, this is not a joke. I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say <laughs> by the fact you started it with, this is not a joke. Yeah. Go on. They have basically banned tackling in practice. Can you believe that? They've banned tackling in practice. No, they always had the red... They always put the red shirts on the quarterbacks, on the quarterback, so yeah. players would know not to touch them. I mean, I've not exactly told the truth there. They've actually limited contact practices, but it works out that you can not... What, what across the NFL? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mandated. You're not allowed to play contact in training. You've got, like, wow. say, five sessions a year when you can do it. Imagine Richard Cockrell and Leicester Tigers <laughs> when you hear some of the stories of their training sessions. Imagine that. But, but I mean, They might have a fit team if they ban contact in training. But imagine if they implemented that rule in rugby. You basically have a squad full of, te- of Teddy Thomas. Teddy Thomas. Yeah. yeah. That'd be exciting. Mm. Players trying to tackle people by brushing their shoulders. <laughs> Brush the dirt off your shoulder there, sir. But a wonderful, wonderful kit and a, oh, and a God, brilliant result. I think the kit is not as nice as the last one. Lovely kit. Oh, not as nice. I love the on. last one and I love this French kit. I, I loved the last one. I thought the last one was the best kit in rugby. I yeah. think this one is even better. No, it's not. I don't oh. know. I don't know. If it's different. It's it's like you know it's like that that whole when you have a scene in a movie where they where someone goes oh you know I've um I cheated on you what, what was it what was it like uh, it was different was it better <laughs> it was different <laughs> not, not better not worse it's just different um, but it's it's wonderful it's a little bit space agey isn't it oh see I I think it's still it's it's different but it still has some I appreciate, retro feel I appreciate oh, I the two it. tones of blue I like that oh, it's lovely do you blue. know what it's these new Adidas kits and I tell you what I don't like one I don't like the metallic badges and the all blacks have been the same I know they say uh, oh, the half blacks as they are now um, <laughs> I, they've got these like m- like metallic badges <laughs> I, I just think everything they've, Adidas have absolutely nailed every detail on it I think it's perfect on the other hand uh, we were talking about what, how good things are on the pitch for Scotland off the, off the pitch they are Bottom of the international league for Stash. Oh, by yes. some distance. What was that? What what happened? <laughs> I mean, I, I know the Murrayfield field lights were out. I just assumed that that you know they were out throughout the entire stadium. They put on the wrong kit for some under twelve team. I just don't get it. No, it's they have the normal shorts and then the red tops. The red tops aren't that offensive, but as a whole combination, no, it doesn't yeah, work. It no, doesn't work. it doesn't. Yeah, baby steps. Let's get the rugby sorted out first, and yeah. then let's ditch Macron. Just just going back to the France game, mm-hmm. uh, France looked excellent. Incredible physicality from the forwards, and their defence was really impressive, but willing to play. And, and everyone, I think you you tweeted, Tim, that uh, Benjamin Kayser had more at- attacking intent than the whole England back line. Yeah. And they really did. The, the biggest problem for France was they blew up after 60 minutes, yeah. which is something that we've mentioned yeah. on previous podcasts, that conditioning and fitness isn't as good as the other teams, and that's what let Australia back it's into obvious, it. It's obviously a bit of a change for Philippe Santandre because at, at Sale Sharks, um, 
and you know with Toulon and with France he's been very 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 pragmatic and he's been very boring very boring actually <laughs> if you want to put it like that yeah really boring game what... plan and he's obviously letting the shackles off which might lead us on to talking about England mm. and who have now lost five straight games correct fact they haven't beaten South Africa in 12 years fact what uh i think Eight years, is it? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll defact that. Defact it. It's um, it's twelve matches, but it's twelve eight, matches. You're right. It's eight matches. years. I should have got. What am I doing facts for? In fact, <laughs> in fact, come on, Phil, give us some facts. Phil's facts. <laughs> you've exa- you've exhausted them all. Tim. Hold on a minute. Come on, Phil's facts. Let's have Phil's facts. Have you got any other facts, Phil? Just well, rug- just rugby facts. Yeah, I've got I've got one from this week that was uh, kindly submitted by Derry Gasman. Yeah, uh, which was very interesting. So the Ireland Georgia game. He tweeted to us, of the 42 Georgian players who are registered with French clubs, 28 of them, that's 67% of them, are props. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Fuck! I think that gives an indication of the average kind of physical dimensions of a, of a Georgian male. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, hang on, how do they scrimmage against Ireland? Uh, well, they, they won a few penalties. Wow! Yeah, they, they scrimmaged really well. Mm. They... Their first half was incredible. <laughs> Their defence well, was so ferocious. I just while, while we're just doing Phil's facts, um, as you said, Derry Gasman got in touch on Twitter. Phil, as you know, loves a fact, loves a stat. If you have got a rugby fact for Phil's facts, we will always credit you if you send them in. So tweet to at Rugby Podcast on Twitter and, uh, and let, let's have it for next week's rugby facts. Craig Doyle um, on BT Sport gave a good fact when talking about... Um, uh, Fonella or fin- the new London Welsh um, back row player who played today he, he said he's uh, 21 and a half stone the same weight as the average baby elephant fact <laughs> so, good, good, yeah. and good just fact. so you know if you're thinking of submitting a fact know this we will not check them so submit anything you want <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast is the best rugby podcast around there you go. I've, I've just submitted one as well. And that, that is definitely a fact. That's, that, that that be, that's a, been yeah. verified. We've yeah. triple checked our facts on that one. Exactly. Uh, so to England then. What do we do? Uh, I'm saying, what do we do? You're, you're a Welshman, yeah. JB. But what did I tell you? What did I tell you last week? Stuart Lancaster is a very competent coach. He's a good coach. And if he was in a club team, he would constantly have a team near or around the playoffs. But he wouldn't win the playoffs. And that's just what you got. And you've got. So he's like Dean Ryan was for Gloucester. Are you mental? Stuart <laughs> Lancaster and Rob Shaw are both very competent at their jobs, but they're not the best at them. And that's what you got with England. It, the mediocrity flows through the team. I, I like what Lancaster's done. I, I think possibly questions do have to be raised, although I don't think we should change the coaching setup no, ahead, I of, ahead of the World Cup. I think you should panic, though. Um, I don't think we should panic. No, we, I don't think we, we should panic. Oh, you should. We lost five games in a row against the top two teams, four games against New Zealand, who've only been beaten once in two years, and uh, one game against South Africa, yeah. who are the second best team in the world. But there's been bright spots in the New Zealand games. I mean, one of them is abysmal, but there's two real, real good efforts. But this performance was woeful. Well, this this is the worrying thing for me, that the first game against New Zealand in the summer, we played brilliantly with a, a depleted squad. We played really, really well, and only just lost it with that tap-and-go try in the last minute. And in the first half of the first game in, in the Autumn mm. Internationals, we started off really well. And it just seems to be starting brightly and then fading, going going downhill. Do you feel that they're trying to manufacture rugby rather than just letting the boys play? Um, the, the last couple of games that Owen Farrell has been, like, everything he's done has been really telegraphed. Shut the front door. What? What's happened to Danny Kerr? Because yeah. that's, that's one thing no one predicted. No one would think Danny Kerr suddenly would become kind of tight and predictable and not sparky or elusive like he is for Harlequins and has been for for a long time. Do you know who I think he was... seemed uptight yeah. as a player as well. He I did. think one of the best of that is is Dixon. Dixon or Dixon? Dixon. Dixon sorry, I'm not. Sure, I'm not saying he's the most technical passer or anything. Like well, that. Ben Youngs when he came good. on looked good in both games, and I think Ben Youngs uh, is the uh, option. George Ford when he came on in both games has looked good. I'd, and also Billy Billy Vanapola. Actually, when you look at it, I'd go the three most disappointing players for England for me were eight, nine, ten. Yes, about, on Saturday, and I, how, you, that, that's that's the pivotal part of a team. Agreed. I, I really rate Billy Vanapola. Yeah. I think he's being asked to do too much carrying because 
we we touched on it last week, Jay mm. hit the nail on the head, that having Tom Wood and Robshaw, who are both six and a halfs, you're not having that extra carrier in the back row. Yeah. You you do need someone who's going to truck it up. Exactly. But Owen Farrell, he just, he didn't fix anyone with, with his running game. He was never going to fix a man, look to make a break, anything like that. And all his his little passes back inside were just so telegraphed, so, and they, they just ready gave a couple of hospital passes to to Watson um, and to May and to some of the forward runners back inside. And I I, I like Farrell, yeah. but he's very rusty going into the tournament. He only had a couple of games. Did I not be, say before, this last week? I think we all said that before the tournament. Uh, I'm sure this is what I said verbatim. But you know, <laughs> uh, I also think there's some merit in Lancaster, and I think. Being loyal is fine, and he's a very loyal coach. And oh, I think yeah. that, I think that you know that's a, a commendable quality. But I think it's more important in the club game than it is in the international game, where you just want your best players. And also, it kind of affects the people on the outside thinking, well, "What do I need to? What do I need to yeah. play in this team?" If you're Jonathan Joseph, aren't you thinking, "What do I need to do?" Yeah. Well, what he needs to do is go and have a really good performance, as he did against Newcastle, and, and, Ma- scored, and, and, and great scored great try. Mike Ford after the game said. He's done everything he can. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they do go for in the centres because they're going to change it up against Samoa yeah. categorically. But it's it's whether they keep Eastman, who's playing pretty well, bring Ford in, and then Ford Eastman Joseph back yeah. path axis. Yeah, you, you possibly question the defence with those three there though. Mm. Burrell, Burrell, who played, I think played the... back, put him at thirteen, and then you you show up the defence, and you've also got someone who can be a real hard gain line carrier to to get those yards to give him some, some forward momentum. I think the best centre partnership England have had for some time were when Burrell and Twelve Trees were, were sparking. In the Six Nations this year. Yeah, I thought they looked really good together. They, yeah, they did They did play well. They but, did play well. One observation I'm, I made when I was watching the game, and I was watching the game with both the Wales game on, and Wales were were not good, and England. and But even as bad, poor as Wales were, and I know they were playing Fiji and... Uh, England were playing South Africa and that will have a, a, a difference but whenever I seem to see other teams play the ball gets past I, I just don't I know that sounds like a really silly obvious stupid comment to make but I actually don't think England pass just, they just don't move the ball uh, ap- uh, apart from 10 and 12 they let 10 and 12 do all the passing and everyone else just carries carries hard yeah and I think I, mean, I, I, I tweeted it on, on Saturday when I was watching the game the England forwards just it's almost instinctive. As soon as they catch it, it goes under one arm, and the and the and the and, and the non-carrying arm comes out in a fend fashion. There's there's very little ambition to ru- run into space and create a half break and, that's, and yeah. offload. And that's yeah. exactly what I mean by manufacturing rugby. Are they trying to say, oh, you have an offload here, then we'll play a pattern there, and then we'll you know we'll carry again? And what and what's New Zealand's basic pattern from a from slow ball? They do at least two passes. Yeah, they never. They you hardly ever see a New Zealander catching from nine and running straight into contact. It's always a second pass, and quite often that happens right at the gain line. Yeah, but England forwards did try it for the first 10-15 minutes, but they dropped it like five times in in a row, and so they were trying it. So they had to go back almost see, to that rugby by numbers because their skills weren't good enough. This is where my rule change of eliminating the knock on would have benefited both Wales and, and England fans. <laughs> But Tim, the the one thing you tweeted about was Atwood's break, mm. great break, showed a good good turn of pace, and he blew that big time. He drifted, he carried it under one arm, so he couldn't offload, and he took contact. So it was basically three of them running at, running at Habana in the fifteen yard channel, yeah, and then with Willie Larue behind. So it's it's a three on one followed by a two on one. All Atwood has to do is run at Habana's inside shoulder, fix him, and pop two yards before contact yeah. and that would have been a cert try mm. but he didn't and Atwood, Atwood's playing really well at the moment but that was a big and mistake and you know that Kieran Reid would be doing that oh yeah mind you you're Kieran not... Reid probably would have dummied and gone under the sticks yeah but probably he could have done it whatever he wanted and, and they would have scored but this is where it comes down to it and this is where I kind of don't think it's a panic station I don't think it's a crisis if you look at the way World Cups are won and this is something we've said before on the podcast if World Cups are won by a couple of points in tight games often by by someone who kicks or taking one chance to score a try and and the difference is when England did win a world cup apart from Benke dropping the ball over the try line they uh, which again that that could have haunted us for yeah for 11 years exactly that, yeah. well, that, but that's the sort of error that 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 costs you world cup matches and England are making too many of those type of errors so what would you Agreed. what would you suggest they change i wouldn't change a great deal um, I, I, w- I wouldn't actually make many changes 
in the forwards, actually. Mm. Would you, would you like to have another ball carrying back row? Uh, I, I wouldn't mind having that option, um, but I think that the, the, the midfield is difficult because you haven't had to to argue, you haven't had Burrell yeah. available. But they've got Eastman and they've got this awesome attacking Bath core and they could bring in you as they could bring in Maldrum. They could bring in, bring in all sorts of carriers. I mean, not saying those were the answers, but there's loads of options out there. I just, I don't know. It, the corporate England team, because they they've got so much corporate psycho language go, 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 going on now. I think not a, lot, the average. not a lot of changes needed. I think care definitely stays. It'd be interesting to have a good yeah. couple of games for Ford yeah. and then either Tuolagi or Burrell they're both ahead of Barrett in the pecking order, but they've yeah. both been injured. Mm. And I think that will make a big difference because Barrett will, difference. will run hard, but he won't make the same indents that either of those two But isn't Barrett will. ahead of Eastman in the pecking order? They'll just move him in and no. Eastman out? No, no, I don't think so. I think, yeah, I don't They uh, like having a ball player like Eastman uh, or like, like 12 Trees. I think 12 Trees is the go-to man. I think England's forwards will smash Australia. Mm. It, because because they, they, they had the measure of South Africa and of New Zealand actually up front. Yeah, and when that ten-minute period when they scored the two tries, albeit Matfield was off, yeah. they looked awesome, really good. Now, just a uh, just one point on that. After the South Africa try, so England got two tries back to level it up at twenty all, and South Africa immediately scored. And Owen Farrell, what we needed was a good solid restart. Owen Farrell put it straight out, big mistake. And <laughs> Stuart Barnes gave some. Incredible analysis. Please, I love Stuart Bourne's analysis. Well, his analysis was, well, he might have messed that up, but just look at this. Two minutes earlier, when England have got this driving mall, he runs in and adds his weight to the driving <laughs> mall and shifts it an extra three metres, wow. which, allow, which allows Morgan to spin off and score the try. So, so Stuart Barnes' analysis of England's ball playing 10 <laughs> is that he can add his weight to a driving mall that's already marching forward. He says something oh, incredible brilliant. stuff. His, his breakdown of Sam Burgess' move was just unbelievable. <laughs> I, I recommend anyone who enjoys laughing go and read it. <laughs> That is good. That is good. Uh, just one thing: what we mentioned is South Africa. Did anyone see Juice Van Vestesen on uh, BT, on Rugby Tonight? No, no, I didn't. Flipping brilliant. Go and see that online. I would spend a few minutes having a look at that. He's uh, it's awesome. He obviously he's got motor neurone disease, and he's he's got he's got a J nine foundation, and he it was brilliant hearing Matt Dawson and Juice Van Vestesen talking to each other. They had loads of battles over the years. Mm. I just loved one phrase, and it actually, I, I went, "Geez, what a what a bloke!" Uh, a quote from Juice Van der Veste: "And life is not measured by the amount of years lived, but by the amount of memories created." So, like, bigger than rugby, more important than that. I just thought that was that was flipping awesome yeah. on BT Sport, and uh, yeah, it was a great a great chat and um, worth checking out. There was some premiers. Oh, and actually, before we move away from the international rugby, um, we should also mention the IRB Player of the Year. Nominations. Oh, yes. Uh, so who would be your selection for Player of the Year for South Africa? Dwayne Vermaelen and Willie LaRue. Mm-hmm. For New Zealand, it was Brody Retallick and... Julian Surveyor. Julian Surveyor. Not Surveyor. And there's a brilliant video knocking about, by the way, of Julian Surveyor's uh, high school rugby highlights. He's a freak. Ooh, oh, He's a freak. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the one um, Northern Hemisphere entrant in the shortlist, Johnny Sexton. So of that shortlist, who would you pick as your IRB Player of the Year from the rugby you've seen? Weirdly, none of these names really... I mean, it sounds silly to say none of them stand out. They all stand out. But there's no one who's, who's running away with it. Yeah, not like a Kieran Reid last year. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Kieran Reid hasn't won it again. Why is he not in the running? <laughs> he, he did miss he probably about eight weeks. Oh, someone told us about this. What? It's on the WhatsApp group. Um, about how they calculate it. It's things to do with appearances as well. Oh really? Yeah. Number of appearances count towards something the... like that. You have, to, you have to qualify. Minimum... You have to have a yeah. minimum number of appearances to qualify for an international player, ah. player of the year award. I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. Very uh, good. On, on the rugby, I've seen. I think Dwayne Vermaelen's had an awesome year. Yeah. And I think another number eight would be. Uh, he'd, he'd be a fitting winner of it. He's been awesome. Yeah. Um, in Super Rugby, and number eight's of, of yeah, they are pretty cool. It's a pretty cool, cool position too. No one likes wingers w- winning it. Surveyor. Sur- has done everything he's asked of him and more. Yeah. He just run, he runs in tries at half pace. That's all he does. <laughs> he looks good doing it, though. He looks great doing it. does it. look excellent doing it. When you've got Sonny Bill off, uh, offloading everywhere, yeah. and that, by the way, those are probably the, the second-choice centres, you're going to score lots of tries. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd hmm. go, I would go with uh, the number eight. 
Vermaelen. Vermaelen. Yeah, I think I think that would be a, a fair shot. There you go. He is the winner of the IRB Player of the Year. Fact. Fact. Done. <laughs> Dusted. That was that was the award ceremony right there. He's been crowned. Uh, right. So international rugby to one side for a minute, and that it was the return of the Premiership, and there were some pretty tasty fixtures. I would just like to point out, as well as um, predicting that France would beat Australia, I also predicted Exeter Chiefs would win at Franklin's Gardens. So did I. I mm, think I did. I did not. I thought uh, Northampton, even with the players missing, would have enough. It's a great but, victory. Yeah, it's a hell of a victory. And two, two, two. Scored two tries. 60, two. 60 yard try for Thomas Waldron. That's the kind of thing, right, that when you hear, oh, Thomas Waldron scored, and you instantly joke, oh, was it a 60 yard uh, <laughs> try? Yeah, it was. What? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> that was a terrible diesel sound effect. Hold on. Here we go. Have they installed that yet at Exeter? Sandy Park, they need to. They need to get that done. He's loving it at the minute. He's just loving life. Um, it was a fantastic victory. Oh, Sorry, go on. I've got an, a, another little story for you. Oh, go on, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, hold on, I need a little story time was... type music. I need some music for a story. Hold on, I think I've got just the thing. No, 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 that doesn't feel right. Are we recording a John Lewis Christmas advert? <laughs> um, go on. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's not that kind of story, but still. Um, so, I went down to Bath this week to watch the Barbarians play Combined Services. This is the perfect music for a Barbarian yeah. story, the traditional... Okay, fine. And, touring uh, team. Chris Budgeon was there, and someone had a little chat with Chris Budgeon, and if you don't know who Chris Budgeon is, he's a club legend for, uh, for Exeter. And Northampton. And Northampton. Northampton before, played the championship with them. I think it was in the forces, and I think he was, he was yeah, originally he was. a New Zealander. New Zealander, yeah. Off the top of my head, I'm not entirely sure. Agree with all of that. Good. And he's also got no neck. He's also yeah. got no neck. But he was comparing uh, to someone who was uh, uh, someone's chatting to him the culture between Exeter and Northampton. And Northampton. He says in Exeter, all of the academy guys and all of the senior guys all um, all train together, they play same, same patterns, train together, work out together, same programs. In Northampton, he said it was. Almost weird how much they're separated out. So you've got a first-team changing room, and the junior players will finish their training, and they need an ice bath. They're not allowed to walk through the changing room. They have to exit, go outside, and come back through a fire escape to get to get an ice bath. Wow. So two very successful clubs, two completely different ways. Two completely different, different cultures. So what's it? the theory of Northampton? Like, you have to earn your right to be in that first-team dressing room, and it's like a big... Basically, yes. It's like a massive thing to be able to be let in. Yeah. So, and, and both ways, you can see the merits. Yeah, but is that, I mean, uh, from what I hear, Exeter is a really nice place to play if if you're a player. Like the culture and what Baxter's done, uh, mm. very very impressive. You, you, you can't su- argue with Jim Mallinder's processes no, you either. Can you? Yeah, you surprised me about Northampton, but just simply because of the number of like, academy lads that mm. they've brought through, certainly in the last few years, like the Wallers, like Haywood. Like Tom Collins and Stevenson, who scored at the weekend, and Jamie Elliott, players like that. And who's and who's the young fullback that, that, that they have? Wilson. Wilson. James That's Wilson. It. Yeah, the young England fullback. Well, interesting. Like the um, I remember seeing a, a program about uh, England or a behind the scenes thing about the England rugby setup, and one of the players, I forget who it was, I think it might have been Danny Kerr, said it is so amazing the way the culture and the way that they are looked after and all the little fringe benefits and all, and everything about being an England thing, it's so good that it makes you so hungry to be part of it. Uh. And I wonder if maybe Jim Mallinder's kind of approaches. Yeah. You know, you have to earn this. Yeah. That, it's, it's, it's interesting how they're both working in, in different ways and they're both successful. Well, I've heard, um, well, like I said, like the Dean Ryan type uh, management style is very, very harsh. Uh, I've heard that a few times. Uh, I'm not sure that the overly harsh thing works though for for professionals, especially when you get when you're getting paid a, a lot of money and you're very employable elsewhere. In fact, if anything, you, you know you, you want to be out of your contract. Hmm. Go to the highest bidder. Mm. Yeah. Um, to the Premiership, then other 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 fixtures worth mentioning. I suppose Sale Sharks put in a put in a good shift at the AJ Bell Stadium. The like with a with an attendance of like. 4,000, the lowest ever attendance at the AJ Bell Stadium. <laughs> was it? The lowest ever in the AJ Bell? At the AJ Bell Stadium. The people that did turn up were treated to a, a really good performance. They, yeah. they they took apart London Irish's forward pack. Uh, Rugby League are doing this now. They're building these soulless, like, IKEA-type stadiums. Just so they can hold the Challenge Cup semi-final. Yeah. In 
Huddersfield. And they make it, so they qualify for their um, licence, their franchise licence. But a a good result on the pitch. Food food for thought for Irish, who just looked not interested, to be honest. Um, (laughs) You two have both been burgled in the last week. We have. Yeah, we have. And I think Mark McCall knows how you feel. So I think he will feel that Sarri's was a victory, victory was stolen. <laughs> that uh, oh, we were stolen. Victory was stolen. We should have won that game. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's far too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last scrum arguably could have gone the other way. The the one for the penalty. Yeah, was it to make it twenty one all? Owen Williams kick. Yeah, it was an Owen Williams kick. Yeah, rumour has it he was very close to being called up last week. Very when, close uh, indeed. James Hook was called up yeah. instead. Mm. Straight shoot up between him and Hook. Uh, but let's focus for a second on how good Wasps looked against London Welsh. I mean, if if you, there's no one playing in front of you, you're always going to look good. It's like a, <laughs> like a training ground run through. I wonder how many how many more score, scores they could have had if they were in a training ground run, it, run through. Eighty minutes unopposed training lads. I don't actually. <laughs> fact, I think do. if you were doing a training run, you wouldn't score that many points. You'd probably get bored and go in. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Johnson just l- looked great once again, and I've, I'm thinking with. With his sizable rump that, that we tend to talk about on the podcast, he could do a great thing for the sport of rugby union by doing a magazine shoot with, his, hey. with a glass of champagne <laughs> on his ass, yeah. like Kim Kardashian. He's surely got the only backside in the world that could rival the, the sheer size and magnitude of Kim Kardashian's rump. Yeah, I'm not sure his waist Hypnotic. is quite the same size. <laughs> His chest is probably similar. <laughs> uh, take one for the team, Ashley. Get your kit off and get on the front of a magazine, please. Uh, now, London Welsh. Um, <laughs> when do you think London Welsh do their captain's run? Uh, well, interesting question. So well, the game was on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, when they've managed to get them out of the depression clinic. <laughs> oh, well, how bad must it be? Apparently they all live like miles away from where they play. So they all train. They all have to travel to train. So they only train Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And they have an option to do a captain's run on a Thursday if the senior players decide to do it. And they decide usually not to do it. And they have their captain's run on a Saturday or the day before or the, the day of the game. Wow. That I believe is true. Uh, here's Justin Burnell, um, the, the coach of London Welsh, after the 71 7 defeat to Wasps. He said it was his toughest day at the club. You're a coach, you're in agony, aren't you? Everything at the moment. What do you say to these players to get them back on the horse, back training, back fighting? Yeah, that's it, you know, you can't say much now, you know, you just got to get back in. Um, we obviously back in tomorrow morning as coaches, you, you look through it, you you, you got to con- constantly look for positives. I think, you know, yourself being a, a former international player, that it'd be quite easy to keep beating people with a stick, you know, you just got to look at all the different uh, permutations within the sort of the, your training and obviously a sort of the psychological aspect of how to pick these people up, you know. He says you've got to look for positives. I. And it must be hard for Justin Burnell to look for positives. I think we should give him some help. So um, I'm also saying, if you if you can tweet in, please, uh, some help for London Welsh, Justin Burnell. To, what positives are there for London Welsh? So, so one just straight off the bat, bat is, I really dislike London Welsh's kit, but a positive is, it's not as bad as Scotland's. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Justin Burnell. Tom May isn't the best centre in the league, but he's very handsome. He, oh, he is handsome. He is handsome. Very handsome centre. Yeah. Any others? Uh, they, scored, they did score a try. They've got a very nicely creosoted fence. <laughs> <laughs> Old Deer Park is lovely, actually. Old Deer Park is incredible. They should play there, but no, they want some state. They want an empty stadium. They'd have. I reckon they don't pack it out. There's not really much to pack up. But it's a great place to play rugby. Yeah, yeah. I've played there a couple of times. Have you? Yeah. yeah. How did the half live? <laughs> I do like it. It's you incredible. see John Inverdale's quite often in the clubhouse. He's a London Welsh fan. Is he? Yeah. No, John Inverdale's an Isha fan. He's, well, he's, he used to when I when I played at London oh, Welsh. Really? He was in London Welsh um, in he's, that clubhouse, the little turncoat. He's a he used to he played for Isha fourth team, and he was having a sing song last one of the last times I played at Isha. Wow, well, there wow. you go. Yeah, knowledge, Phil. Good uh, knowledge. <laughs> uh, any other positives for London Welsh? They don't have to play the All Blacks anytime <laughs> soon. They're not going to play the All Blacks. That's a positive. Oh, they're not in the in in the Guinness Pro Twelve. <laughs> Mind you, they're not going to be, the, be, be in the Aviva for much longer. So They're not going to be in the Aviva for much longer. That's a positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they can win some games away. It'll at, all be over soon, boys. At Mosley or... 
<laughs> Somewhere like that. Maybe, maybe it would be a tough game for them, actually, playing yeah. away at Mosley. Anything else you can cheer up London Welsh with at Rugby Podcast on Twitter? We talked about burglaries. How, how does it feel both being burgled? I got Phil got robbed and I got robbed and I got robbed third time in two years. I uh, feel like I'm buying electronic gifts just for the thieves. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was my my first ever time. Uh, what was that? I got I got mugged when I was about seventeen. But did you? Yeah. Did you oh, get good. mugged? I've I, never been mugged. I've never been mugged. I, I got mugged when I was on crutches. No. I tip, That's low. Tip, I played played rugby. Uh, I think it was against Waterloo on the the Sunday at like Colts level, and I would sprain my ankle or something like that. And I was hobbling into college on the the Monday or the Tuesday morning on crutches, and three guys came up and mugged me at knife point. What? I'm, I'm on crutches. You don't really need a knife. No. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's well, like f- fifteen years ago. Gun, guns for show, knives for pro. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we both got. What did they get? Um, they got my laptop that I'm normally here doing the pod with. This is the burglary, not the mugging. This, this is the burglary. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and didn't you have all the fappening pictures on there? Uh, there was there was some. I downloaded them. I downloaded them on, on his there machine. There was some yeah. artistic yeah. photography on there. Yeah, there was there was some um, mature content on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, okay. And then uh, 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 the police. The police are geniuses. Oh yeah. So I, I explained that on on the sofa in my room there was a laptop. And then next to it, there was a... So bro- they went upstairs Ups- and upstairs. all around the house. Wow. Yeah, there was, there was someone in the house at the time as well. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, but the, so they went In up- the house and they went upstairs? The guy was in the house on the second wow. floor and they went in basically every other room. That is brazen. Yeah. yeah and this, was, this, was, this was half six at night as well. It's not even late at night. Wow. But the, on the sofa, there was a laptop and then... Next to it, there was a brown leather hold-all that was also missing. And the police, when I explained that to them, they like, ah, I think I, I think I can piece together what's happened here. They've picked <laughs> up the laptop and they've put it into the brown leather hold-all. See, I would have thought they'd have just folded up the bag and put it, you know, wedged it in the laptop. In the and, laptop, yeah. yeah. It makes sense, but no, that's why we pay them the big bucks and give yeah. them a massive pension. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Columbo. But I, I, thought, I thought the guys that robbed my house must be mental because they came in and not one of my 62 rugby shirts had been touched. <laughs> and they, even, they had just overlooked my Gosforth second team shirt Oof. and then went downstairs and my Wrexham... My Wrexham under nines prop shirt, no, sorry, under fourteens prop shirt hadn't been touched. <laughs> Amazing. And we've both got quite an expensive shoe collection. Yeah, we have. Oh, Not interested. One each. Yeah, untouched. Thank God. Yeah, All would... electronics. Yeah. So small-minded these burglars. I know. Uh, they, they did get a, an Armani watch of mine as well. Scumbags. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you see a nice brown laptop that's got lots of egg chaser material, nothing else, nothing dodgy on it. Um, can you please report it to the authorities <laughs> or don't actually <laughs> yeah just, just, just throw just, it in a swimming pool just do a system reset yeah Why format you? the disc and then report it pool, to yeah. the authorities yeah. <laughs> uh, right listen I suppose we're going to have to get talking about this weekend that's coming up um, we've got a quiz as well oh Ooh. we've got a quiz I'll tell you what let's let's let's, set, let's do your quiz first Phil come on then Phil Okay, I've got two questions and then two little lists for you. Perfect defeat. Question one. Yeah. Mammoth, South African second row, Ibn Etzebeth, yeah. has had some specially made dumbbells built for him. Wow. How much do they weigh? So these are non-standard, because obviously dumbbells come standard sizes up to a certain point, and they're too small for Jeez, Mr. Really? Etzebeth. I'm just thinking of the... the the rack in so, so it's in, in, in the gym. On what? The rack on who? <laughs> <laughs> on Dwayne Vermal and if he's bench pressing. <laughs> so it's in kilograms, I want your answer. Second wow. question. Wow, okay. Second question. One player has played in a record five World Cups. I'll give you a clue. He's a Pacific Islander. Oh, was not expecting that. Who is he? Five World Cups. Five World Cups. That's twenty years. It's actually sixteen years, because your first World Cup is oh, yes. zero. All right, Phil. Sorry. Um, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, but presumably his first game wasn't in a World Cup. Uh, well, you got to have a bit of oh, experience yeah. behind you before that. I, I, well, he was the youngest player in the his first World Cup. Which, which team? 
He was two teams. Pacific plays, Pacific Island team played two teams, right? All right, come on. I've, I've got an answer. I'm, um, I'm guessing. I'm writing up. So, so let's do the before we get onto the list. Let's do the two yeah. questions then. So, JB, hold up your. I'll hold up mine at the same time, and you'll hold up your kilograms. Oh, one of you's got it right. I've gone for seventy-five kilograms. J, you have gone for seventy, and point goes to Tim Cocker. Yeah, oh, no way. I got it on the on the head. Seven, seventy-five kilograms, which uh, the the tweet that I read this from pointed out that that is only eight kilograms lighter than Kyle Eastman. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. That's an awesome fact. Uh, I'm I'm now writing down my answer for the... Oh, you see my answer? Uh, I don't think you could have read that. I I couldn't read it. I haven't read it. I have my answer anyway. Which rolled it up at the same time. Yeah. So Phil can't... so, so, So we can see... Oh, so Tim, who who have you gone for? Nicky Little. And oh, that's a great guess. And JB? Pat Lamb. Pat Lamb. I can tell you, neither of you have it correct. Oh, okay. It was the chiropractor, Brian Lima. Oh, oh, damn. Right. Right. Well, Still 1-0 then. Well, no, that, that invalidates the whole thing, mate. You were wrong. <laughs> now, two, two little lists. Yeah. So, Wales played Fiji this weekend. Yeah. They also played them in the World Cup in 2007 mm-hmm. four players played in both games oh good give me the four players what four four players played for Fiji uh, for, for, sorry for Wales in 2007 oh, I call this is ridiculous <laughs> we've got a Welshman over there I don't know should be general rugby knowledge Tim so four players played at the weekend and four years ago um, seven years seven years seven, ago, seven, seven mean, years ago yeah. 2007 when Fiji beat them to go through to the quarterfinals. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe him. Uh... I'm just trying to think of who are the, who played for Wales for a long time. Pretty settled squad. <laughs> I've got five names on my list. I need to delete one of them. I'm going to take him out. Right, I've got my four. Jay, have you got your four? You... You've got four names written down. Yeah, I'm happy with these four. Should we say one at a time and you can tell us if we're right or not? My first one on my list is Jamie Roberts. Uh-uh. Incorrect. Uh, Jamie Roberts is incorrect. Beardmore, first one. Gethin Jenkins. Tim, have you got that? I have got Gethin Jenkins on my list. Gethin Jenkins is correct. Of course it's one correct. point each. Tim, um, your third player now. Phillips. Have you got Phillips? I do indeed have Phillips. Phillips is correct. Woo. Two points each. The, I've only got one more name on my list. And on. I, I didn't know. Bradley Davies is who I picked. Oh, terrible choice. Adam Jones. He's not in the squad. Oh. Adam Jones wasn't in the squad. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got one more player, though. He does have one. Jay does no, have. No, no, no. What's Bradley Davies? One Bradley Davies was not oh. in there. So Jay can tie. You can no, draw. No, I have drawn. Because the overall quiz. You can draw the overall no. quiz. You can win yes. this particular round. You All right, let me just reconsider my... No, you've, no, you've already... The, the you've name got, it's got to be the one Richard you've got Hibbard. written down. Richard Hibbard is incorrect. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who was the final name? Uh, you, well, you're missing two names. Hold on, hold on, just... hold on let me think about this. Um, Hook? No, no. Charteris no. hasn't been around for that long, has he? Charteris would be a great shout. Um, think of the same I'll... position as Char- Charteris. I said Bradley Davies. Alan Wynn Jones. Oh yeah, he, oh, yeah, he came on. Yeah, he was in the squad uh, at the weekend. And James Hook. Oh. He started, I think, outside centre in, in 2007. God damn it. Was, it, was, he, in a, <laughs> was he an unused replacement? He was, he was number 22 on the bench because he got drafted in. Stupid last week. quiz. Oh, get in. Even with a <laughs> fix to try and get JB to win, I still managed to pull it off. But, so I, I have got another little round, but uh, we'll save it for next week. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I think I'm, we, I'm I think happy with that as it we is. Draw, draw a line in it there. I'm happy with that as it is. <laughs> Let's look ahead to the rugby this weekend. Um, Italy, we'll, we'll rattle through some of these international matches. Italy plays South Africa. You'd think that would be a regulation win for South Africa. Yes, South Africa will probably make a few changes. Yeah, um, I mean they they did make four or five changes from the Ireland England game, but yeah, South Africa to win that. Scotland Tonga, mm. S- 
Scotland. Scotland, yeah. It's their last game of the. It's their last game, so they're, they're not going to. They're not going to change too much. I wouldn't have thought though. Tonga, Tonga had a, a decent win against Team USA, didn't mm, they? Yeah. I think it was forty points to twelve. Scott, so, so with Scott yeah. Lavelle captaining. Was he captain? He was captain. Mm. Yeah. I, I have to correct myself from earlier. Ireland play Australia. Uh. Uh, oh, and Wales play New Zealand, don't they? Yeah. Oh, so Ireland, God. Ireland, Australia should be a good game. Uh, really well matched, I think. Yep. Uh, and I imagine. Ireland, based on the way they played against South Africa, oh, will win that. No. Yeah, I think they'll bring it home. Yeah. Wales, New Zealand. Wales, uh, do you think Ireland will win as well? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're too, <laughs> de- too depressed about the thought of uh, your boys facing Wales, New Zealand. Wales, New Zealand. If we're all Th- fit. Uh, that will be a full Millennium Stadium. Yeah. yeah. If, if the, all the Wales boys are fit and they've got the first, t- first choice uh, selection and the Millennium Stadium's packed, we're going to lose by five or six. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think New Zealand will win. Yeah, um, but five, I'm... five, between five and fifteen points. Yeah, even if we open and shut the roof, depending on when it advantages <laughs> it, and, and when it doesn't, we're still going to lose badly. New, ter- Z- New Zealand have got a five meter line out. Open the roof, <laughs> get it open. <laughs> People with hose pipes. In, in terms of the stash, I I dislike Wales' stash as well. I just want to make as an aside the Under Armour. Not not. I, don't like, like, I like the Wales kit a lot actually. Mm. I don't like the uh, is it Admiral. The, yeah, it's not a nice sponsor. sponsor. Mind you, everyone in Cardiff is employed by Admiral. Everyone. Uh, but it's my, like 12,000 people think yeah, ridiculous. They don't my, need to advertise my that. Missus is, yeah, exactly. My missus' cousin is employed by Admiral in, in, uh, really? in Cardiff. Oh, yeah. press your fact button, Tim. Please press that button. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> England, Samoa. Hopefully, well, do you think England will make some changes? George Ford will get a start? Yeah, I, I think they'll make uh, probably close to 10 changes, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll really have to, and and to give some of the boys a rest, because mm. you you've seen um, like New Zealand with a slightly easier game against Scotland. They've obviously changed it up, so England will have to. And France, Argentina, France, France. Ah, we get to see Ooh. that lovely kit again. Argentina, I do like Argentina's Argentina. Argentina, well. yeah, I just got a feeling about that one. Argentina to you're, you're thinking too much about the 2007 World Cup where they beat them twice. I love that World Cup. It was one of my favourite World Cups. That was a great World Cup. Juan Martin Hernandez just kicking it as high as they he possibly made could. So many like ridiculous claims about his kicks. Like all like the twelve different types of kicks that he had. It never really existed. <laughs> like the banana kick. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did, didn't they? <laughs> uh, there is also more um Aviva Premiership matches. And we'll have to have a quick glance at the Pro Twelve as well in a minute. Mm. Um Quinn's against Sale. Gotta be Quinn's. Quinn No, I think Sale. I think uh Quinn's got Danny Kerr and nothing. No. Well, they had a great victory against Gloucester. They really did do well to come back. And their forwards... But Gloucester aren't anything to shout about, about either. Quinn's forwards are maturing nicely. Sale in the Autumn Internationals always do well because they lose the least amount of players. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Quinn's will still have just enough in their, in their armory, no, though. No Robshaw, no Marlon, no Kerr, Kerr. no Yard, hmm. no Brown. Yeah. But their, their scrums, actually, if anything, looked more solid with Lambert coming in and on his extra weight. Yeah. And their driving mall, their second driving mall try against Gloucester, was from 40 or 50 yards. Well, a load they of driving run... malls, actually. Sale had a, couple, they... had a really, really long one that got a penalty try. But that, yeah. they, they rumbled it as a line-out on virtually the halfway line, and they rumbled it under the posts. So they've gone diagonally wow. for 40 or 50 yards. It's incredible. I've not seen that yet. I will have to have a look at it. Yeah. I, think, I think this one, I, I'll go, so I'm, we're both going for Quinns, JB's yeah. going for Sale. Uh, Newcastle-Gloucester... On Friday night, I think... It's in Newcastle. Inter- at Newcastle. I think that's an interesting one. Because Newcastle, actually, I've got to give them credit. I wrote them off a little bit at the start of the season. They've, yeah. they've shown a lot of heart. Yeah. Do you think playing they're playing well. with a bit of confidence now as well? Because they're not going down, are they? I mean, there's only one team going down, so that's the end of that. It takes the pressure off a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, they can play a bit. They can, you know, blood youngsters. They can do all the things the right way now. I'm going to stick my neck out and say Newcastle will win that yeah, at home. Yeah, me too. Not a bad shout. I think Gloucester still. Okay. Exeter Wasps. Wasps look brilliant. Exeter, great victory on the road. Good game. Back at Sandy Park. This is a, t- a tasty match. Yeah. At Sandy Park, uh, give me Exeter. I don't know. I love that. I love that Wasps back row. Mm. Yeah. My... I'm going to go Exeter at home. Yeah, I think Exeter at home as well. They're, they're hardly losing anyone from, from the England internationals. And ne- next week in the internationals for England, we think that we'll finally get to see, see Haskell. I think so, yeah. I think he's going to do play, play and play well to keep his place. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Irish against Bath. Hmm. Uh, so it's London Irish East versus London Irish West. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I think London Irish West will win. 
Uh, yes, I happen to think that as well. Yeah, they're both losing quite a few internationals. Mm. And you saw that, obviously, London Irish team is, is a bit weaker. And London yeah. Irish lost a lot of players to Bath, who were then being lost to internationals. <laughs> to internationals. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're, we're going for Bath. Bath. Um, Sunday, Saracens play Northampton. This this will be interesting. Both losing a lot of internationals. And as you say, Northampton will probably lose a couple more. You'd imagine Dixon, Burrell yeah. will yeah. probably get drafted in. I'm going to go for Saris. At Allianz. Yeah, I think Sarri's... Uh, the home advantage will tell. No. Give um, me the away team. Northampton. Northampton. And then, um, well, we're all united on the away team. Leicester, how many will they beat London Walsh by? It's got to be 50. It's, it's going to be more than 50. I wonder what odds you could get for over 50 points. I think it'll be... <sighs> very, very low. It's going to be over 50. I think it'll be by 40 points and they'll score three tries in, do you front, think in Lund- front of the fence. Do you think London Walsh are wow. going um, to bother training this week? Or just do the captain's run on Saturday. Captain run twenty minutes before kickoff. May as well. It'd be like when you uh, play a touring team and they're all smoking, <laughs> smoking <laughs> cigarette, <laughs> cigarette and a pint ten minutes before kickoff. Newsflash: It's not good. It, it can't be worse, Justin. It can't be. <laughs> and there's Guinness Pro Twelve. Yes, Ooh. Ulster. I've got to be enthusiastic now about the Pro Twelve. Uh, Newport Gwent Dragons host Munster. Uh, so I'll, I'll just go away win Munster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Connor plays Zebra in the tie oh, of the round. This one is all about, isn't it? Anyone tells me I should Champagne. love it. Champagne. Uh, Connor. Connor are playing well this they year. They are playing very well. Uh, Scarlet's Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow are losing all their Scotland players, so I'm going to go for Scarlet's. Yeah, Scarlet's home simply because Glasgow have lost a good chunk of their team. I can't think of anything worse than watching a weakened Glasgow team travel <laughs> to uh, Scarlet's. Ulster, the Ulster man. Stand up for the Ulster man. The Saracens, uh, yeah. isn't it? I thought you stole that from Saracens. Again, the Ospreys. <laughs> How dare you, JB? <laughs> Should be a really good good game, this. Uh, Ulster will win. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, no games on Saturday, which I like about the Pro 12. They're not clash- They're not having any clashes with international well, matches so people can watch the games. You do know in Wales, everyone stops playing rugby for three weeks now. Because it's, it's quite a small population. Fact. Yep, fact. Um, and the TV broadcasters wouldn't have anyone to play, play the game to. No, no, even worse, they would have no one to watch it. Well, in the stadium, sorry. Um, that's why all the clubs shut down because apparently, well, it's also the reason reason the regions don't do well. Do, don't do too well. God, I'm butchering this because <laughs> everyone goes to the local club instead of going to the regions. They don't uh, really support anyone. Okay, so, that's, uh, um, it, was, it wasn't a fact. Like I know someone in Admiral. It wasn't so anything C- that interesting. Cardiff Blues will beat Treviso. Uh, Cardiff. Oh no, 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 no Leinster. Like, no, 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 Leinster will Leinster. beat Treviso. Yeah, in Italy. nice little trip across to Italy for the, uh, for nice the Leinster club. sojourn to the. To Italy and uh, Edinburgh will beat Cardiff Blues. Do you reckon? Oh. Mm. Edinburgh at home. Cardiff Blues are woeful, though, aren't they? Mm. They are woeful. Lions front row. Got, uh, will they be available? Uh, Adam Jones and Rees probably will be, won't they? Yeah, good point. Yeah, they will be. Who knows? Um, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to Cardiff watch it. Blues to get a, uh, an away win. Yeah, maybe on the road up in sunny Edinburgh. Uh, there we go. Enjoy the rugby. Get in touch um, with us at Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. We will see you on the next podcast. Enjoy the rugby. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Give us a review on iTunes. We very much appreciate it and it helps bump us up the charts and as we're just three lads that are doing this with... In a professional w- studio with a professional DJ. We, <laughs> we are, but we're doing it for with free. Those- with, th- with thousands of pounds worth of equipment. Yeah, thousands of pounds worth of equipment that we've Which bought. we don't pay for. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, XFM. But we're doing this for no financial gain whatsoever. Well, yeah, yeah, well, we do, don't we? Canterbury stuff. Thank you, Canterbury. <laughs> we're and, doing and this. Free built on. We're doing you got this. a job at the BBC for it? <laughs> we're doing this for no financial benefit whatsoever. Just for you whatsoever. guys. We're doing this because we love the game. So, uh, yeah, give us a favourable... Well, no, actually, just give us a review. Fa- favourable or constructive criticism. Send us some stuff. Send us some stuff, it'd be better. Oh, yeah, if you're a big, a big company... Well, Phil needs a, or, a yeah, new watch. Yeah, I need a new laptop or and a, a new watch. Or a small company. <laughs> yes. Or a small company. You just let, let us oh, know. you corporate whores. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, give us a review and uh, th- tell your mates. And we will see you on the next podcast. Enjoy the rugby in a bit. Bye-bye. Cheers, Tim. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 